0: Joy, 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 joy. It's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us one more time and again. One more time, we are excited about another Thursday with all of God's grace and all of God's mercy and all of God's joy. You know, joy is our word for the entire year, an abundance of joy. Regardless of what's going on in the world, in your life, whatever's happening, we have to affirm joy. I'm telling you, and I tell you, sometimes during the day, I get worn out, got torpedoes coming after me from every kind of which way. I have to <laughs> duck and dodge and, oh, jump over stuff. But guess what? I remember that word, that three-letter word, Joy. Joy, just have to just pull myself up with some joy. Sometimes I get knocked down, but I gotta pull myself up with some joy. So, listen, wherever you are in this moment, just yell it out, scream it out joy, 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 joy. Yes, we are excited. Guess what? We are now in April. That's right. We are now down in the month of April. It's the month. It's the month. It's the month of Easter, the month of all that good stuff. Uh, Maury Thursday and Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. We are in April, and I'm excited about it. I'm mostly excited about some warm weather. Mm-hmm. Man. Warm weather. Yes, indeed. I love summertime because I love the heat. Bring on the heat. Bring on the heat. Yes, indeed. Bring on the heat. And I am al- always and often, I am often down in the low country, you know, down there in Charleston and the Sea Islands and in the Gullah Geechee Corridor. And I mean, you're talking about hot. Oh, we do hot down in the low country. Oh, yeah, we do. Hot. <sighs> Hot and I just love it because I can always go and get in some air condition or get in my car and turn up the air condition and then I come out and it's hot. hot. I mean, you're talking about ten o'clock at night and it's hot. You know, ten o'clock at night it might be it might have cooled down to like 85 degrees. So I say, bring it on, bring on the heat and happy April. Indeed. We're also moving moving our way to Memory Sunday. Memory Sunday, second Sunday in June. We are getting ready. Make sure you go to the Bomb and Gilead website and get your resources. But you know, before we get to Memory Sunday in June, We got to go through May and you know what's happening in May. Yes. May is mm, mm, that fantastic, that great Sunday morning of Mother's Day. Yes, indeed. May Mother's Day is coming. And at my house, we are really excited this year because we have a graduation. Yes, indeed. The Prince Desmond Maurice Deese, the Prince Desmond Maurice Deese. He is graduating from high school. We're going to celebrate him graduating from high school, and we're going to celebrate my emancipation. Oh, I'm excited. I am excited. So those of you who are celebrating uh, high school graduations or college graduations or kindergarten graduations, whatever kind of graduations you are celebrating, getting ready to celebrate, we are celebrating with you. And we are just lifting up everybody, everybody who is moving to that line of completion. We have so much, we have so much to be grateful for. And that's why we are talking about joy. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited about my, my guest today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the, my guest and the topic. We're going to be talking to Dr. Sandra Gadsden. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, indeed. It's Dr. P. And I am on the pod. Well, family, Dr. Sandra L. Gatson, she is a nephrologist out there in Indiana, and she's affiliated with multiple hospitals in the area, uh, Franciscan Health Hammond and Methodist Hospitals, and you may know her. She is not a, a stranger uh, to the bomb in Gilead. Uh, you know her as a nephrologist, you know her as the immediate past president of the Women's Home and Overseas Missionary Society. You know her as the past president of the National Medical Society. And you know her as a soror of the first, the first, the greatest (laughs) sorority ever, Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, just in case you did not know. Dr. Gatson, my soror, how are you? And welcome to the
1: pod. Thank you, Dr. Seal. I am well. I am doing very well. And I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to be with you today. This is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful.
0: Well, you know, I'm so glad we finally were able to get you on the pod with your busy schedule. Because I just want to talk about kidney kidney disease. You know, kidney disease is something that uh, when it comes to family members, we are all, we, are, we all know somebody who's going to dialysis. Um, and, and, you know, we have, we don't talk much about dialysis. It was just say, you know, he's on dialysis. He's going once a week. He's going three times a week. You know, how long has he been? Well, he's been going for years. Well, he's been going for a month. And it's just, you know, it's just, it feels like being on dialysis is common. You know, it's just like, yeah, he's on dialysis, you know, da-da-da-da-da, he's on dialysis. So, Dr. Gatson, I want to just give you the mic today. I want to give you the mic and help us to understand the kidney, the function of the kidney, and how do we get to a place where our kidney becomes out of whack? Because when you go into dialysis, your kidney is out of whack. So, I'm going to give the mic to you, Dr. Gatson. Here
1: you go. Tell us all about it. All right, thank you, Dr. Seal. Well, at first, uh, greetings again uh, to all of you, and I'm grateful for the again for the opportunity to to talk with you. So I'll I'll get right into this whole subject of uh, kidney disease. You know, it, it in some ways it seems to is this an epidemic? I don't think so, but I do think that our population is somewhat increasing, if you will, of this whole problem with kidney disease. Black Americans make up 13% of the U.S. population, but account for 35% of the U.S. population with chronic kidney disease. So how, how is that? Well, what causes kidney problems? Number The first thing is hypertension that's not well controlled, as well as diabetes, which is not well controlled. There are other things that can lead to to chronic kidney disease. There's chronic glomerulonephritis, there's chronic urinary infections. There's sometimes kidney stones, if left untreated or unrecognized. And there's actually a hereditary component. It's called polycystic kidney disease. And in my family, there was a set of sisters, if you will, who ended up with... uh, kidney failure because of polycystic kidney disease that is that is inherited not much you can do about it it's when the kidneys uh they almost look like a bunch of grapes if you could just imagine how a bunch of grapes looks that's how one's kidney looks and they end up with um having kidney failure but the most common things that cause failure or leads to kidney failure is as i said hypertension and diabetes, not the diseases per se, but the lack of control of the diseases. You will find, I have found so many people who um, didn't take care of that blood pressure, didn't take medications, didn't pay it too much attention because what do they say about hypertension? It's a silent disease. It doesn't hit you with an ache or pain. It's, it's silent, but it's doing some damage to your, to your body. The same way with diabetes, uh, many people don't necessarily get that under control as they should. So how is it that the kidney is affected by these things? Well, what does the kidney do? Number one, it's our filtering post. I call it a filtering post. When we take things in, be it our foods, our fluids, etc., well, the waste that we produce is gotten rid of by the kidney. Through When you urinate, you're getting rid of water and you're getting rid of unneeded waste material, as, as as it were, in the form of electrolytes and fluids and so forth. That's going through, getting through the kidney. The kidney is a truly a filter. And so... When that filter doesn't work or progresses down, that's when you end up with chronic disease. So how does that happen? Well, we don't have a a diagram to show you per se, but if you just look at, just imagine a net and just imagine all those small vessels that are kind of meshed together. When there are things that cause scarring to those vessels, be it inside or out, it can lead to chronic uh it can lead to chronic disease over a period of time. It's a very progressive kind of process. It's not like boom, tomorrow I'm okay today and boom, tomorrow my kidneys are gone.
0: Dr. Gatson, you know, I am I, I really got a comment about two things. One is, you know, uh your 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 patient said old people sleep a lot. You mm. know that that mm-hmm. really um That hit home for me because I have some older folks in my life and they sleep a lot Mm -hmm. and they don't think that anything is wrong. I don't even think that anything is wrong and and their caregivers don't think that anything is wrong because they are sleeping a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you alert Someone or alert the caregiver that sleeping a lot might not be because they are old, if you will, but because they may need to go to the
1: doctor and get a series of checkups. Yeah, well, you're you're correct, and and I I think the way you have to kind of saw that is that, that should be a part of their health schedule, if you will. That they go to the doctor, what do they do? Once, however, every six months or every however. And in that going, they should have a complete battery of tests. One to look at their um, complete blood count, see if they're anemic or not, see what their white county is. And the other is what's called a basic metabolic panel. And in that test, you'll have your sodium, your potassium, CO2, your chloride, your glucose, your calcium, all those tests will be in there, your BUN and creatinine, and that's gonna tell you right there what's going on. So what they would just need to do is just to have a checkup on a regular, on a regular basis. Mm.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about kidney stones because that's, you know, that's in the whole conversation around kidney disease, the dialysis, I got a kidney stone, I got to get it removed. Can you kind of, let's dive a little bit into what are these kidney stones? Where do they come from? And, you know, you said sometimes they're removed and sometimes you pass them, sometimes you don't.
1: Let's talk a little bit about these kidney stones. Help me. Okay. Okay. Well, what they are, they are they are stones too, <laughs> too. but they're made up of different materials. Some are made up of calcium, some are made up of uric acid. Um, those are probably your your more common ones, and calcium oxalate. Uh, but what they are actually, um, they're deposits, and they end up forming within the the kidney in the tubules if you will or in the pelvis pelvis of the kidney that would be the center and they can form there some people if they have a history of gout and they have high uric and they have high uric acid excretion then they tend to form stones and those are actually uric acid stones Uh, some stone formation is hereditary uh, some is related to diet, even though you don't see that too much. So the whole key, though, is you want to get, if you have stones, you can have non-obstructing stones that just kind of lie in the, the body of the kidney, the pelvis or the body of the kidney, and they don't do Back any harm. Or you can have yeah. some obstructing stones that keep you from passing your urine properly. And and so you don't get rid of waste and so forth and so on. And then you end up having some chronic disease and that causes damage to the kidney. And that could lead to uh, the entity of um, uh, chronic kidney disease or end-stage renal disease, if you will.
0: When now, we say, When we say mm-hmm. kidney failure, what does that mean?
1: Well, it means that the kidneys are not functioning properly. What's happened? What's happened? It used to be that when people had kidney kidney issues, um, they, would, they would tell them, oh, don't bother to go anywhere till your kidneys are really bad. Now, that's not the way to do it. There are five divisions of chronic kidney disease. Stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and stage five. Stage one, and how, okay, so how do you determine what the stages are, right? What they do is, I, what I like to do, I still do the old, what I call it old-fashioned way of people doing the 24-hour urine collection, because I mm-hmm. believe that's the most accurate way to determine kidney function. And you see how well a person filters. The higher the number, the better when it comes to filtration.
0: The higher so, what
1: number? What number are you talking about? The I'm higher sorry, the number? The higher the glomerular filtration rate.
0: Okay, whatever <laughs> that one is. <laughs> okay, Dr. <Gatson>. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like to, So talk to me as if I'm a
1: third grader now. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically what that's saying is how well do your kidneys filter? Mm. It's all right. It's It's... Let's see, how can I describe it? If you poured some water down a a pipe, a pipes, well, it would go down the pipes to the bottom, right? Right. Well, if you had blockage or uh, thickness or what have you in those pipes, it wouldn't be able to flow down. It would get down there slowly. Mm -hmm. So when we do filtration rates, that's what we're doing. How, how, How are your kidneys filtering? How fast are they going? it's not a it's not a speed game it's just how well they actually clear what you're what's coming out so the higher the filtration rate the better so anywhere from i would say 65 to 100 is where you that's a good filtration rate so when you are in a stage 1 you would be <clears throat> a little less than the 65 If you're in a stage two, then you're going to be somewhere about 50 or or 45. If you're in a stage three, you're going to be what? 45 or so down to 30 something. You're in a stage four, you're going to be a little less. You're in a stage five, you're going to be less than 15. Mm. And then, boom, that's where you are in stage renal disease because that's, Severe. So when they grade it, it's mild, you know, medium, moderate, and then you end up with severe. So if you get to stage five, uh, then your kidneys have failed and you're going to need to have a dialysis. So why do they do the staging? Well, a lot of the whole issue is you can in some ways slow the progression of chronic kidney disease. There is actually a medicine on the market now. It's called Farxiga. They advertise it on TV all the time. And it's supposed to help to slow the progression of chronic kidney disease. Hmm. So that's the idea. If I'm at stage two, then I don't want to get to stage four or stage five. I want to stay at stage two. You know, so it's... Now, because of that, I think that's helping because it's making people more aware of the whole entity of chronic kidney disease and what can happen. It's also telling you, okay, stop taking um, non-steroidals. What what are those? Advil, Motrin. um, What's another? I think Advil and Motrin are probably the key. And you might say, well, I don't take too much, but it's amazing. I had a patient once, this was a long time ago. This guy had accidentally cut his couple of his fingers off in an accident. So he had a lot of pain. So he was taking Motrin like you take pop candy. And the bad part about it is he would go to different doctors and he wouldn't tell that he was already taking it, you see, and then they mm. give him something. He take that and that. So I'm like, who we? So he ended up knocking his kidneys out mm. because of that. Yeah. So so
0: so I'm someone who take Advil. I don't take a lot of Advil, but there are times when I have pain and I take Advil. So what what is what is too much? What is the what is uh you know uh, uh
1: obsession of Advil? What would you say? I would say too much would be taking it every day around the clock. Oh
0: wow! Okay, I don't do that. that. Okay, that would be too much. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some folks say, "Well, I don't take Advil; I take Tylenol," and they feel like Tylenol is the, you know, the top of the line. That that's the, you know, the 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 good one, if you will. They, you know, all the others are bad, but Tylenol <laughs> that's the best one you can take. Yeah. What you, what, well, let's what say you, you Doctor Gasser.
1: It's it's not bad, and it doesn't cause kidney problems. It doesn't affect the kidneys. Okay, so it is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. It doesn't affect the kidneys. It's not like your, I think Motrin's in your Motrin's and your... Advil? How about Advil? Yeah. Advil. Advil, yeah. Advil yeah. goes in there, too. Mm. Yeah. Those are the ones that can cause... Especially when you take a lot of it. And I was surprised. I had a, what did I, God, I think it was something with the shoulder or something. And these folks gave me 800 milligrams of that stuff. I was just like, ooh, no. I think I took one and I felt sick. I didn't take any more of it. But wow. I thought, geez, 800 milligrams is a whole lot for this. And that was for uh, the ibuprofen or the other name for Motrin, which is ibuprofen. Wow. The the beauty of these stages is that one becomes aware and it makes it educates you because you know, okay, I need to avoid this, I need to avoid that. Okay, I need to stop eating salt, stay away from the salt, and you know, work to keep my blood pressure down and so forth.
0: Dr. Gadsden, this has been real. You know,
1: we got to jump. I've
0: gone over time because I'm so fascinated uh, with this with this kidney. And I have so many questions because I saw I have so many people
1: that mm-hmm. I know
0: who are in kidney failure and they're on dialysis. Then they get off dialysis. Then they're back on dialysis and they mm-hmm. got kidney stones. And where does the stone come? I don't know where the, stone come, where the stone come from. You know, what is it? We just so we are just so lacking in so much knowledge. So thank you so much for your time. You know, uh, I, I cannot let you go without talking, to, without letting the family know that you're from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Spartanburg. <laughs> okay. I don't know how you got all of it. Well, I, li- I know a little bit about how you got from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Then you went to Hampton University and then you went to Meharry Medical <laughs> School and then you went to the University of Illinois in Chicago and then you mm-hmm. got got stuck. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And you haven't gotten out of Chicago yet. Yet, yet, yet. (laughs) Do you ever go back and visit your folks down in Spartanburg, South Carolina?
1: All the time. All the time. Yeah, I do. Oh, good for you. It's not that far, actually, to me. It's not that far. So, yes, I go all the time. Good. But, you know, I'm in the low country at least once a month. I mm-hmm. the, old, the older I get, the more I just love going home to the Low Country. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, my indeed. father was from that from the Low Country. He was from Yamasee.
0: Oh, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. that's true. That's Gullah Geechee territory <laughs> there. Yes, indeed. That's Gullah Geechee territory. You know, we might be cousins just because of your dad. You, I, know right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Dr. Gatson, thank you so much for being our guest today. Family, we got to jump. We are out of time. Thank you so much, Dr. Gatson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Family, thank you for sticking with us. I hope you got some um, some notes. I hope you got some notes. Dr. Gatson really took her time and gave us a complete lesson in kidney disease today. Yes, indeed. The good news is that you can take this podcast, you can play it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you can send it. You can send it to your family members, your friends. You can send it to wherever you need to send this link to because I know you, like me, you know some folks who need to have this lesson in kidney disease. Well, family, we got to go. I'm out of time. It's Thursday. You know if it's Thursday, it's me. But guess what? By God's grace, next Thursday, I'm going to come right back at you. That's right. Next Thursday, we're going to be right here on the pod. We're going to come back at you. Don't you forget. Don't you forget. No matter what you call it out. Scream it. Joy. Absolutely. Abundant joy. It is yours. Absolutely. Yours. Joy, 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 joy. I got to go. It's Thursday. It's your girl, Dr. P. I'm out.